Hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. He's been published before in Forbes and the Hartford Business Journal. He's the host of Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundland. He's also appeared as an analyst for Fox, Connecticut, NBC30, and WTNH Channel 8. He's the author of six different books, including most famously The Money Map, Joel, always a pleasure. How are you this week? Doing great. I'm excited to be here because we've got some great things to talk about. Some good old-fashioned wisdom we're going to be talking about today. Probably some of the things that our grandparents, or at least my grandparents, I'm 57 years old now, my grandparents knew so well, and sometimes I think we've lost that um, today. Not everybody. But I think some people have just lost that simple wisdom. Then we're going to talk about decision-making impediments. What prevents us from making the right decision at the right time. So great show we have on tap for you today. Well, we'll tackle some big retirement planning issues on today's program. And Joel, we're going to start with conventional wisdom because quite frankly, conventional wisdom isn't always so wise. So let's discuss a few examples where the conventional wisdom might lead you astray. Like as an example, a lot of people would say, you can't go wrong with real estate. You know, what do they say? They're not making any more of it. Well, maybe that's not the best choice for your retirement investing. Not always. Sometimes it can be a part of a well-diversified portfolio, but we can't just assume real estate is always going to do well. There are plenty of people who've had success in real estate investing, plenty of others who have not. I know clients that have come to us and, you know, after coming to us for a first initial consultation, we discover that on their real estate, on their three-family home or four-family home or even a little strip mall center, they're only getting a 2 or 3% rate of return. And they've got all the hassle to deal with it and so on. It's, It's simple. We understand real estate because you own something tangible and you get cash flow from it if you're renting it out. But it's not always the best situation, especially if you live in some of the areas up here in the Northeast where the population is actually shrinking. And so we've got to be real careful uh, with real estate. It's certainly not always a home run. And actually, to hit home runs in real estate, you usually have to use leverage. And most of our clients that are getting close to retirement or in retirement do not want to be too levered up when it comes to their financial security. So be careful with the decisions you make on that front. What about this, Joel? There's good debt and bad debt, and mortgage debt is good debt. Some people would say that's the conventional wisdom, at least. Yeah, and this is a tough one because this is true to a degree. I mean, if you're going to compare good debt and bad debt and say there is some good debt, mortgages aren't the worst in the world. You know, the worst debt in the world is credit card debt, uh, car loans. Anytime you have debt against an asset that is depreciating or going down in value, that's a really, really bad thing to borrow money against. But mortgages, I don't want to say all mortgages are bad debt, um, but certainly people can get into this mentality that I'm just going to get the biggest mortgage I can. Most retirees want to go into retirement with their house paid off. In fact, I was just on the phone this last week with some clients that are approximately my age and they have their house paid off. I have my house paid off. So a lot of this is how you feel about having a mortgage, but don't just assume that having the biggest mortgage possible is the best deal. Uh, We've got to be careful about thinking about the house that we live in as a retirement asset. You've got to live somewhere in retirement and you better have some other savings. 
Again, be careful following the conventional wisdom there because as Joel said, sometimes it might be right, but not always. How about this, Joel? Retirement is a chance to relax after an exhausting career. That's definitely the conventional wisdom. Everybody assumes that, all right, well, this will just be the relaxing time of life. (laughs) Right, and thanks to the instincts we inherited from our hunter-gatherer ancestors, most of us are not built to relax. In fact, Many of us get a lot of satisfaction out of work. It gives us some meaning. We feel like we're interacting with people and serving others, creating value for others. So retirement isn't always a chance to relax. I guess we could all relax. We could make that choice if we've saved enough. But most of our clients, and certainly myself, we love what we're doing while we're working. And once our clients are retired, they tend to be very involved and very, very active. It might be in something different than their work, but So many of our clients volunteer for different things. Uh, They take all kinds of trips. They get involved with community organizations. So a lot of people find that the relaxation they were looking forward to in retirement is not quite as gratifying. They want to get back on the horse. They want to get to doing something. And obviously, it's much healthier to be active in retirement. We're talking about conventional wisdom and how the conventional wisdom may not always be right when it comes to your retirement plan. You're listening to Money Wisdom. Jill Johnson is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti. How about this, Joel? If your investments aren't currently doing well, try something else. That's the conventional wisdom for many folks. Well, and for many people, it's very instinctual to try something new if their current situation seems to be going awry. In fact, I would add to that, I would say, Our instinct, our human condition, is to just change things. Very few people can build a plan and stick with it on their own for a long period of time. This comes to investing. This comes to long-term savings. You know, I have a son that's just going into the workforce. Um, He's going to be going into the workforce. He got a job locked down before his senior year of college here. And when he looks at 401K, he's like, well, Dad, I'm going to put in you know, such a little amount of money. And even after five years, it doesn't seem like I'm going to have that much. And the instinct is there already to, you know, even if he started, I'm going to have to talk him into staying with it, right? And we see that with our clients. We see that in a lot of different areas in life. So um, don't just change things when you think they aren't going well. You might do what a friend of mine says not to do, which is don't quit before the miracle happens. So Uh, Make sure you've got good advisors to talk to before you switch your strategy. You know, according to Morningstar, investors on average lose 2.5% of their wealth every year due to trying something else. So those that switch tend to lose money. There was another study a while back by Dalbar that showed the average annual rate of return on a particular mutual fund was about 7%, but the average investor in that fund only got 2.5% because they were switching in and out. They were being impatient. So let's be careful about trying something different. Joel, if somebody needs some help, needs some guidance with their plan overall, what would you suggest that they do? Well, we are here to help. Uh, Call us, make an appointment, come in, sit down. We want to do a very unique analysis for you called the Money Map Retirement Review. It covers an income analysis to make sure you're going to be okay for the rest of your life with what you've saved. We cover a risk analysis. We'll look at your portfolio and make sure you aren't about to go off a cliff when things get tough. We want to keep you solid and safe in retirement. And then also, we put your entire financial life on one page, and people really like that. They leave with a feeling of understanding their financial situation, and almost everybody that I sit down with says we feel a lot better than we did when we came in, Joel. Uh, We want to give you clarity and confidence in what lies ahead. So give us a call, one 800 
1-800-705-1232. Again, 1-800-705-1232. Or just go on our website, johnsonbrunetti.com. You can come to a workshop. Uh, you can ask for additional information. There's all kinds of resources available free on that website, johnsonbrunetti.com. Again, the number to call if you'd like to set up a time to visit, 800-705-1232. 800-705-1232. You can call that number or text let us know you'd like your own Money Map Retirement Review. And as Joel said, you can find out more online at johnsonbrunetti.com. 800-705-1232 is the number to call or text. Remember, when you come in for a visit, you'll get a copy of one of Joel's books to take with you. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. He's a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel wanted to ask you about this. So it hasn't been that long now. Uber went public on May 10th. And they reported a loss here recently with the second quarter numbers that came out. They reported a loss of $5 billion in the second quarter. So I'm curious your thoughts on this. I mean, it's a company, I think, that people interact with a lot. A lot of people use Uber, but they're nowhere close to profitable. Would you invest in a company like that that seems to have upside potential but just hasn't figured out the profitability side of it? Well, full disclosure, I'm not an investment in Uber, although I may own some funds that that own Uber. I don't know about that, but I'm not a direct investor in Uber. You know, this is a tough one. Let's just take it if somebody's in retirement. If somebody's in retirement, my opinion is they should be investing in much more conservative stocks or or even own funds or, or managed accounts where they can just relax and not focus on their investments all the time. Uh, Uber is losing money, no question about it. A $5 billion loss is absolutely massive. But, you know, Amazon lost money for a long, long period of time before they turned a profit. What they were doing was they were building market share and they were building a platform that they could leverage other businesses on. Remember, Amazon started out just selling books. Now it's where we go for almost everything. I was on Amazon this morning um, thinking about buying a little piece of equipment and I know there's other places I can go, but the easiest thing to do is just go on Amazon and see what's there. So, um, again, Amazon is one example of a company that lost a lot in the in the beginning. Uh, Uber is losing a ton of money now, and we will see. Uh, we will see how they do over the long run. But for most of our uh, retirees, it doesn't make any sense to invest in a company like that. There are plenty of good, strong companies that pay nice dividends that are solid. And remember, in retirement, you want a company that's going to be around for the rest of your life, be able to maybe pay you a dividend or you can buy the stock at a low and sell pieces of it off as you go through and generate retirement income. Do you find, Joel, that a lot of people have trouble shifting their mindset, going from working and earning and accumulating and trying to find those growth opportunities and then switching to a different phase of life where now it is about being more conservative and creating income, like you said, do people have trouble making that switch? Well, yeah, there's no question about it. And I kind of like to use the story of, you know, if you've ever been to Europe or you've been to a third world country, you come back and you can tell somebody what it's like and they just don't get it if they haven't gone there themselves. Well, what happens is people get overconfident when they get within five years of retirement. They don't change their investment philosophy because they say, well, you know, I've done pretty well and the market will probably still keep going up. And after all, I'm going to live for another 30 years. And that's not necessarily the right thing to do because the day you retire, that's a fundamental change in your emotions, your mental place that you're in. You stop getting a paycheck, period. It stops. And you realize that you've got to live off your money for the rest of your life. And if you're not retired yet, you don't know what that feels like. You hear me say it. You understand it. 
You think you're okay, but you don't know what that feels like. So it's really, really important to realize that retirement needs to represent a fundamental shift in your investment philosophy because it's certainly a fundamental shift in your life. And what we see people doing is getting very hurt five years before they retire and a few years afterwards because they're overconfident and many times they've won the game but they keep playing the game and all of a sudden they start losing. Once you've won the game, stop playing. Walk away. Well said. It's like the football team that's up eight, minute and a half left and they're still throwing the ball over the field. Just run the clock out, guys. You don't need more yards. All right, so we're going to talk about some decision-making impediments. Joel, for some people, I think the biggest problem with their financial planning is is not that they make the wrong decisions. It's that they just can't make decisions at all. But sometimes you have to fish or cut bait, poop or get off the pot, some folks might say. Uh, You need to make that decision and move forward. So let's talk about some of the things that can stall the decision-making process. Like, for instance, just having too many decisions to make for some people, is going to really gum up the process. Yeah, and and this is where we try to really simplify things here because most financial advisors, they make things way too complicated. People leave their offices overwhelmed, and they haven't helped anybody because by giving them way too much information, people can't make a decision. Think about all the different issues that come into play in retirement planning. When do you take Social Security? Whether or not to take a spousal benefit on your pension if you have one whether or not you should have life insurance in retirement, where to invest, how do I minimize his tax and probate, Um, should I invest for growth, how much risk should I take, what about tax planning, what about long-term care planning, should I protect some assets, should I give away assets before I die to my children or grandchildren. So many decisions, and that's why people get paralyzed. It's like you said, John, people get paralyzed by too many decisions. A really good financial advisor will take those little chunks at a time. It should be easy to work with the person you're getting advice from because they should be making things very, very simple. Remember, you're supposed to leave their office feeling better than when you walked in, not feeling overwhelmed. So too many decisions to make can be problematic for some people. Joel, how about people who just do too much research? And, you know, maybe in some cases that leads to them feeling like they have too many decisions to make. But for a lot of people, it's just too much information and you don't know where to start sifting through it. Yeah. And if you're researching different financial vehicles on the Internet, that's just one of the most foolish things that you can do. Um, First of all, half the information up there is written by some 25-year-old hipster that still lives in his mother's basement, happens to be out in Silicon Valley. So be careful about that. They don't have as much money as you do. Um, You're going to get a lot of opinion. And then you're going to get a lot of things where you start to compare the wrong thing. Like you might compare investment performance against some kind of a benchmark, and yet you would never invest in that benchmark in your retirement. And so, you know, you can never find a justification to invest in anything if you look for what's wrong. Again, people get paralyzed by researching things. I'm not saying don't understand what you're doing, but be careful about over-researching things. We're talking about decision-making impediments with your financial planning. This is Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti. Joel, sometimes it's just general confusion. A lot of people just get very overwhelmed with financial planning in general, even though it might be a topic that, for somebody like you who talks about it every day, it doesn't feel confusing or complicated, but to somebody who works in a completely different industry, it might be. Well, and I see this all the time. In fact, a a few weeks back, I was talking to a couple at my gym 
who were just asking for some basic financial advice, and they just said, we're just so overwhelmed. We're, we're confused. We don't even like thinking about this stuff. We know we have to, um, but it's just too much. And, and the questions that we're asking were about something that was very, very simple. So uh, it seems easy to get frustrated. Um, sometimes people just throw in the towel or they use one of these financial calculators and they say, how can I possibly save that much money? So, you know, we have to come up with a plan and we've got to stick with that plan. And sometimes it's little baby steps, but the confusion out there and, and that part of that's my business. You know, I don't cause confusion, but a lot of people in our industry try to prove how smart they are by talking in this industry jargon. So I can relate to, fa- to the fact that a lot of people are confused and again, like we said earlier, overwhelmed. Have you ever seen people who say they just don't like talking about money? I've I've talked with people who have said that they cry every time they talk about money. They don't even know why. And it's probably something rooted deeply in their psyche about something that happened in their childhood or something. But for some people, they just don't like talking about money. So how do you ever get to the point of making a decision about your financial situation if that's the case? Well, for me, I mean, we, we boil it down to the simple fact of, you know, how much money do you want to spend every week? That's all. That's all a person has to answer. How much money do you want to spend every week? And let's see if we can do that for you in retirement. Because again, people get overwhelmed or they're asked a question by a financial advisor that's, that's the wrong question. You know, how much do you think you need to save? or What rate of return do you need to get? And a lot of people don't even know the answers to those questions. They don't even understand what to expect. So it's, it's, important to keep it simple, especially when people are going to cry. And a lot of people, I don't think I've ever had anybody cry when asking a question about money or when talking about money. We've had folks cry in our office because of death of a loved one or a difficult situation or a divorce or maybe a long-term care situation. But, you know, again, there's all of us came from different families. And sometimes those families had a very difficult time with money. There were tragedies that happened around finances. Um, it might have come from a family where you just never talked about money or anybody that had money was a bad person that must have ripped somebody off. And so I'm very sensitive to that as a financial advisor. And, you know, we've got to talk a little bit about money, but it can be done in a way that's comfortable for people. Well, you mentioned a couple of these traumatic life events. You mentioned the death of a spouse or an illness or something like that that can uh, obviously weave into the financial picture. How do you help people navigate through that where you have these traumatic life events and you have all this emotion that's clouding your judgment? That can be a decision-making impediment, not because you've done anything wrong or foolish, but just because the emotion is so strong, you're almost paralyzed. Yeah, and it absolutely is for most people a decision-making impediment when you think of the loss of a job, a divorce, an illness, maybe the death of a spouse or a child. It takes a toll on someone's emotions, and it's very hard for them to make decisions at that time. And, you know, if you don't need to make a decision at that time, don't make a decision at that time. But many times, you know, I remember sitting down with a woman in her house when her husband had divorced her, and she wanted to get her part of the money away from his stockbroker. But she was just so fearful, and she hadn't thought about this before and so on, and she was paralyzed by by those emotions and obviously all the other things she had to deal with at that time. So I understand that. We've seen it before, and um, it's just a matter of, again, going through it but trying to boil things down to small decisions. Most people can make one decision at a time, maybe 10 little decisions over the course of a couple months, but one at a time, thinking of one decision at a time, instead of 
rejiggering everything they have in their financial life and making these massive decisions. So I understand that, and I can definitely relate to the fact that any anything like a loss of a job, death of a loved one, something traumatic, uh, maybe a child or grandchild with an addiction or alcohol issue, just so many things that happen these days, um, it does slow down people's ability to make big financial decisions or make any kind of decisions. And, you, you know, I think my advice to you, because I've gone through difficult things in my family. I, have, I had a brother that died when he was 36, very difficult time. My advice would be find somebody that, that you can relate to, that feels that you feel comfortable with, and that's going to empathize with you more than just giving you unsolicited advice that you may not be ready to hear. So, you know, this has been a pretty good discussion, I think. We've talked about different decision-making impediments, too many decisions to make at once, too much research, people doing too much research, confusion that's out there about finances. And, you know, this the blessing of Google, the blessing of the information online now, it has a curse, too, because we can get too much information. It can be absolutely overwhelming. You'll also notice how these things kind of weave into each other, too many decisions to make, too much research, the confusion. A lot of people don't like talking about money. We touched on that a little bit. And then, of course, the way traumatic life events can affect our ability to make decisions, whether they're small or large. And again, the key here is when it comes to your money, come up with a plan so that when these things hit you in life, you don't have to worry about money. You know, taking the money worry out of life is is an amazing, freeing thing. Myself and, and most of our clients have had the um, the blessing of getting out of debt and having a house paid off and, and you know not having to worry about money and having some money put away for retirement allows you to go through these life events or these decision-making processes without having that eating away in the back of your mind. Well, Joel, I think what it boils down to for a lot of people is that they have assets. They don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to organize their thoughts. They don't really even know what they need in retirement. And all these decision-making impediments that we've talked about. I think most people aren't really battling just one of them. It could be that they're battling several of them. So not only do they not know what decision to make, they don't know what they need to be deciding on in the first place. So if somebody needs some help and guidance with all this, what can you do to help? Well, folks, we are retirement investment specialists. We want to help you. Uh, We want you to call us to set up a time to visit with us so that we can help you. And we call that process our Money Map Retirement Review. So what I would like you to do right now is pick up the phone. If you have $250,000 saved for retirement and call us and come in and sit down for a one-on-one visit, it's a no-pressure consultation. Again, we call it our Money Map Retirement Review. It's simple and easy Not everybody becomes a client. In fact, not even half the people that come in and visit with us become clients. But you will leave with a benefit of clarity, simplicity, and a plan and a recommendation from people that help retirees or people preparing for retirement all the time with their investments and with their retirement income planning. So for the next 12 callers that call 1-800-705-1232, that's 1-800-705-1232, You'll come in and you'll get that money map retirement review. Here's what it entails. Number one, you'll get a retirement income analysis that tells you what type of income you can expect in retirement. Are you on track? Are you on track for your goals? 
It also will tell you what rate of return you need on your investments to deliver the income that you want. Second, we do a stress test on your portfolio. We can analyze your portfolio, run it through stresses that have happened in the past, interest rates rising, war breaking out, um, you know, uh, the dollar collapsing, or it could just be market downturns like 2002 or uh, 2008. And we can run it through that and you can see the risk that you're taking and decide if you're comfortable with that risk. And we can even layer a alternative portfolio next to it so you can decide what makes more sense for you. And the third thing is that beautiful one-page plan. We call it a money map. And you'll get all of that as part of this retirement review. It's all free. It's confidential. It's your second opinion on your finances. We're a very mature firm. We don't pressure anybody. We want to help you with this. So call now for the next 12 callers, 1-800-705-1232. That's 1-800-705-1232. Get your Money Map Retirement Review. You'll also leave with a copy of Joel's book, The Money Map, which will help you and be beneficial to you. But the main benefit is getting that Money Map Retirement Review, a second opinion for your retirement plan, if you will. 800-705-1232 is the number. 800-705-1232. That's all for this edition of Jill Johnson's Money Wisdom. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk with you again next week. Same time, same place. Have a great week. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program.